Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask a Coach with Ngomu. My name is Al Wijnand, and today I am super excited to be speaking with Dr. Nilo from Basaria, and we'll be talking about the power of a healthy body, peaceful mind, joyful heart, and vibrant soul. Nilo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Al, for inviting me. You're welcome. So let's just dive straight into our conversation. And you, you have a really inspiring background, sort of merging the... It, it really bridges the, the, the philosophies of Eastern and Western medicine. So what inspired you to you know, become a coach? And how do those different philosophies kind of influence your coaching? Yes. So um, it feels like almost all my life I've been in healthcare. Uh, my master's was in biochemistry, uh, basic science. So it gave me an understanding of, uh, you know, knowing what's happening in the body at a cellular level, how reactions go on and how diseases progress, uh, so on and so forth. And then uh, my master's in health promotion and doctorate in public health practice um, gave me a deeper look at uh, human behavior and um, how we behave, uh, why we behave, the way we behave, and um, how um, the behavior can be changed. So that was my um, education and learning from Western medicine. Uh, and then um, growing up, um, you know, I was taught meditation. It was just uh, part of uh, my childhood. Mm -hmm. And as I grew, so when I came here, and of course, I was living my life with uh, going to school, working, raising kids who were very young at the time, um, you know, my home, balancing everything, um, uh, I got diagnosed with prediabetes. And um, I had lost my mom very early um, due to diabetes at the age of 52. So um, getting that diagnosis was a wake-up call for me. And so um, I actually slowed down and looked at what's going on and how I created the perfect storm to actually, you know, manifest this disease in my body. Um, and at the time, my kids, like I said, were very young and I wanted to be there for them. So I really had to take action. So that's when I used everything that I had learned uh, through Western medicine and what I knew through my experience uh, uh, in Eastern medicine and applied it on myself. And that's how this culmination happened. And uh, actually going through, you know, some changes in my life. And for me, it was chronic stress and just being in this go state all the time um, was creating a lot of things for me. Um, so I, I, I addressed that and healed myself um, from the disease. So, so no diabetes anymore. Uh, but that was the impetus then to uh, work with people and then share this. And the more I worked with people, the more I realized that this is my passion and this is one of the reasons I'm here on this earth. So then I never looked back. That's beautiful. Um, so you built your, as, as, as I shared in the beginning, what you do really around a peaceful mind a joyful heart and a vibrant soul. It's a very holistic approach to wellness. So share with, share with me what that, what that truly means. 
So um, I truly believe that we are spiritual being in this material world. And so we are given this body and mind and heart to actually live our soul uh, and our reality and our true selves. So when I talk about having a peaceful mind, when the mind is not peaceful, is when it is constantly in a go state, like I was, uh, mm -hmm. constantly going in the future, which creates a lot of anxiety, or being in the patterns of past. So a peaceful mind is a mind which is uh, completely grounded in the present moment. So when we are in the present moment, completely enjoying and acting from the present moment and not from our tendencies from the past or jumping into the future, that's when we our minds are peaceful. And there are tools to develop, to train your mind on that. And meditation is an excellent tool for that. So when I talk about peaceful, peaceful mind, I'm talking about this. And when I'm talking about joyful heart, I'm talking about connecting to your inner being, connecting to um, your values, uh, your purpose, your passion, and actually living that every day, having a relationship of um, unconditional self-love with yourself. So um, that brings joy to our heart. And so um, the vibrancy of our soul, our soul is, is ever expanding and beautiful and vibrant, but it gets masked when these aspects of our life, our physical health, our mental health, and our emotional health are not in balance. And when they come to balance, then you see the vibrancy of your soul. You know, you, you must have experienced that. You know, sometimes you feel this power of energy when you are doing the work that you do or, you know, working on your passion and you are nonstop. And this energy that you feel, I'm sure a lot of people feel that or they might have seen somebody that, you know, this person mm -hmm. is just full of energy and how they do all that they do, right? So that's that energy, that vibrancy of soul that I'm talking about, which which when you are connected to your purpose, that comes. And then on top of it, if you are eating healthy, the power of that energy rises even more. And if your mind is peaceful, so you see how all of this creates and brings about the vibrancy of your soul uh, that you are actually here to truly live, you know, and that's um, all of us, you know, it's our birth birthright. So, so getting connected to that and, and, and bringing that into balance is what I talk about. I think it's so beautiful that in recent years, I think we have become more open to incorporating soul, whatever that may mean to different individuals into mm -hmm. what, into our wellness, you know, mm -hmm. where it's where you can't really compliment, compartmentalize, I can't say the word right now, you know, just wellness or mind or this, but so it's very holistically all fits together. So when, when people start on this whole holistic wellness journey, you know, what's the first thing they should really do? Hmm. So the first step always is self-awareness. The first step to overcome or to, um, you know, work with any challenge or any problem is to reflect on and identify what the problem is, okay? Hmm. Um, what we are going to solve for. So, so connecting 
to yourself. And, and we know, a lot of times we know what's going on. Uh, it's just that self-reflection has to be there, self-awareness has to be there, that introspection about the problem, and then completely accepting the problem, not fighting with it. Fully owning the problem, completely accepting it, and then going about for a solution and taking some small steps to, to solve for it. So I would say if you are aware of the problem, that is more than half sometimes that piece of that puzzle and then action comes and a coach can help you do that you know to kind of go deeper and do that introspection and self-awareness you know um, coach coaching is a beautiful thing otherwise we wouldn't be in this kind of business either but mm -hmm. um so i if i recall right because you are one of our ingoma coaches and you mentioned, I think it was your first session you did with us on, on the app. You were talking about inflammation. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't have the number that where the session was exact, maybe not exact, but you were talking about that. So explain, explain what that is and what the effect of that is on the human body. Hmm. So inflammation is actually a very um, good defense response of our immune system. It is very good for us. It's like activating the police force in our body to kind of attack the invaders uh, that are entering into our body. So it's a very good response. So like on our skin, when you um, see a cut or, you know, if there's a scrape in our skin and then you see some warmth and reddening, what is that? That's inflammation, right? So there is a pathogen or foreign agent that's trying to enter into our body. Um, the white blood cells in the blood gets activated they um you know secrete some chemicals and so you see the reddening and then you see the warmth and so that those chemicals are actually dissolving the invader and it's not letting it enter into our body right um so inflammation is a good process but it has a time to start and a time to stop when inflammation becomes detrimental for us is when it's chronic it continues to go on so just as on the outside, we have our skin as a protective organism. On the inside, uh, we have our small intestinal lining that protects us from anything that we ingest, foreign, that goes into our body. Right? And then, uh, you know, if we are taking some foods that we are sensitive to, and people ask me, well, I was never sensitive to wheat, or I was never sensitive to this, and how I'm sensitive to it now, I eat it all my life. Just know that our bodies are living bodies, living, breathing bodies, right? So there is change that happens always in our body. Our environment change, the way we produce food now is much different than how we used to produce it in the past. Um, our mental state, our emotional state change. So we are living, breathing bodies. We are not static. So if you were not sensitive to something in the past, you may become sensitive do it now and you may recover from it in the future so it's not a sentence for your life either so anyways when you take some something sensitive it disrupts your intestinal lining which is your inner protective mechanism okay and then the undigested food you know start entering from the intestine it enters into the bloodstream and when the blood sees it it considers it as foreign right and it mounts an attack so that's where the inflammation starts 
And according to Hippocrates, uh, the father of medicine, who said all disease starts in the gut, this is what he was talking about. So now this inflammation then goes to your bones and it creates arthritis or it goes to your cell membrane and you see a lot of metabolic diseases where the hormone, you know, the major hormone being insulin is not functioning, although you have it. And thus, you know, you get a diagnosis of diabetes. Why um, the cholesterol is depositing in, in your arteries? Because the inflammation was there to which it went to mend, right? So all these diseases, you know, now science has shown us that the root cause of it is in, in inflammation. Your cell starts to divide and redivide. And one of the reasons for cancer is inflammation. Or you see skin conditions. That's also, you know, inflammation. Or your um, brain chemistry gets affected. And, you know, brain fog or anxiety. So you see how physical health is not really mm. different mental health. So all of this is connected. And that's how inflammation actually manifests, you know, a lot of these diseases. And it starts way early before we even know. And then over the years, you know, then it shows us what happens and, and, the, and the disease manifests in our body. So the root cause, you know, the, the culprits are foods. And then the other one, like in my case, was, you know, chronic stress. Both of them, you know, disturb your, your inner biochemistry mm -hmm. and inflammation starts. And that's how the disease process starts. That's what inflammation does to our bodies. So what should, join and follow up question, what should, you know, somebody who goes like, hmm, maybe I'm having some of those issues without um, obviously offering treatment here in this conversation, but what are some steps people can take to maybe alleviate, you know, um, inflammation um, as, as they go on? So um, identifying what are some of the foods that are working for me? So, you know, for instance, apple. Apple is a good food for a lot of people. But to some people, it causes digestive distress. Okay. So, so knowing your food sensitivities is the first step. Again, you know, uh, the diagnosis, the identification. You know, whenever we talk about what should we do, the first step is to know. Know where the problem is. So um, if you are working with a gut health coach, you know, or, 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 or a doctor or physician, um, they can work with you to kind of identify some of that, what foods you are sensitive to. And then you work around how I can substitute, how I can eliminate some of that to kind of repair the lining of my gut and then bring back those foods. So um, quieting your body from those foods and listening and understanding what's going on mm -hmm. is the first step with respect to inflammation and, and taking care of your body in that sense, yeah. So in your, as I mentioned earlier, you are one of the one of our coaches on the Ngomo app. So in your community, you talk about the need to shed unwanted physical and emotional weight, you know, which can have, in essence, a really great impact, positive impact on your overall well-being. So we're, where do you start um, on both of those things? Yeah, so when people come to me, initially they come to me when they're having a physical problem, right? So either you want, you're overweight 
or there's a manifestation of a disease and you want to manage it. So, um, so the physical health, you know, is getting impacted. But like we discuss, if we just work on the physical health, if we change nutrition, exercise, and sleep, that will give you an effect. But if you want a lasting effect, if you want to maintain the change, it cannot fully get completed without addressing the emotional health. Because no matter how much willpower you have or strong habits you have developed, if something comes that hits you with respect to you know, emotional and mental mm -hmm. health, there you go, right? Uh, somebody said something to me, I had this confrontation, and now I'm spent standing in front of a pantry. And all my learning went down the drain, right? Or in front of a vending machine. So, um, so emotional eating, you know, how to stop that? You know, that weight that you have lost will come back if you're not addressing the core, the root. Sure. Right? So, so understanding the emotional problems, understanding um, the mental problems, and addressing that at the root will then stop the emotional eating and will make it easier for you to not go back to the same route and, and create that cycle again. So in order to fully recover and, you know, reward um, any condition, you have to address both physical and, uh, and emotional. Now, with respect to emotional issues, like I said, we go to mostly when there is an emotional issue, we go to our best friend, which is sugar, which is actually our enemy in disguise right? Um, or salt or fat, right? So addressing our emotional issues is the core of the core of that is to having a good relationship with your own self. Because a lot of our emotional and mental issues are coming from our relationships, right? Um, a big, big amount of it. Um, so having a relationship which is very strong with your own self will actually keep the problem at bay with others. So we seek a lot of times self-validations from others. Hmm. But if you have a strong relationship with your own self, you will need less and less validation from others. No matter what the other is doing, if I have strong relationship with myself, that will not impact me. So, you know, going to the root and, and having that relationship with yourself, creating that. And that is what you can, you know, work with a coach to kind of, again, um, reflect on, get some self-awareness, and then identify your patterns you know, um, the past programming that has occurred, reparent your inner child. And then, you know, so there are steps that you can take to kind of overcome some of those mental and emotional issues. We think it's so interesting now that it appears so many people are seeking the validation of others through social mm -hmm. media, through videos, through all this, at least my impression of the younger generation, we're 
that validation is so needed. And at the same time, they're such lonely, hurt people. There's and they, and they sort of need that validation, which is which I find very interesting. You know, when you was, when you said just now, you need to you need to be with a friend, and then my brain went like, oh, I need to go talk to a friend, and you say sugar fat. You know, my my brain went to to a person and not to the pantry, so to speak. So so that was interesting. So interesting. But you mentioned you mentioned I've heard you mention a couple of times mindful eating. So I assume this ties to what you were just saying right now. What 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 does that entail? What, what's the benefit of that? Yeah. So mindful eating. When I talk about mindful eating, um, I think it's easy to understand it in terms of what, how, when, um, and why. So understanding first that what are some foods that are um, good for me. Mindfully consuming um, the foods that are good for me. Like I gave you the example that apple may be good for you know some people, but it's not good for others, right? So first knowing and understanding uh, what are some foods that are, that are going to provide health for me and that are specific to my body and each body is different um, and mindfully consuming the food. Um, now, not only knowing what is good for us, it is also important to know um, how is a relationship with food? Uh, am I consuming food and then, um, you know, the, the food that I know is not good for me and then I feel guilt around it and then I end up consuming more of it to overcome that guilt? Or am I depriving myself from a food for a long period of time and then I had it enough and then I one day I'm like, this is it. And, you know, I am just consuming <laughs> like there's no tomorrow, right? So what is a relationship with food is also important. Not only what um, mm. are some good foods for me, what is my relationship? How is my relationship with food? How do you consume your food? Do you consume your food when you are sitting and actually in, in, in a... Um, state where there is no stress and consuming it or you're consuming when you know you are watching tv or you are driving you know so how you're consuming your food how your plate looks like this all is you know considering all of this is actually you know a part of mindful eating um why i eat food do i eat food because um there is food available because I'm mad, sad, or upset, because um, the food will go to waste. There should be no other reason for eating food, but that I want to provide fuel to my body and the right fuel to my body. You know, if the food is going to waste, you can work around that. Free food available, I'm mad, sad. There, there, that is not a reason to go to food. So knowing your why, um, when do you eat food? Do you just constantly consume food or you are disciplined around, you know, the times when you will consume your food? So all of this understanding and um, working around all of this is actually mindful eating. That's what I talk about when I talk about mindful eating. Hmm. Understanding our what or how or when or why. So... 
you talk about making some for people going through this or thinking about this you're talking about making some changes thinking about things differently so i mean we have self-limiting beliefs we get criticism you know any of those things come as we want to make a change in our lives so how do you how do you combat that yeah so our self-limiting beliefs are our past program all right so first again i will say identify identify what are your self-limiting beliefs where are they coming from okay so first shedding the light on it and looking at it you know a lot of times you take the problem you start solving the problem once you identify it once you know that these are my self-limiting beliefs a lot of times we feel like i have very good relationship with myself but when you go deeper when you actually analyze yourself you see that you don't talk nicely to your own self we have self love issues self trust issues right so um so all of this is coming from whatever our experiences were in our childhood and their own and that's how we develop self limiting beliefs now um what you do is you you hold the space you do not fight with that you do not push that down because then it will push back up so accepting like i was talking before fully owning and accepting what is and not fighting with that not fighting with reality okay this is how i feel about myself this is how i talk to myself this is myself i'm not enough um i am not um i, I don't deserve something right i don't deserve abundance all those are self limiting beliefs right so mm-hmm. holding space for that and accepting that but then at the same time holding space for the belief that i want to create for myself from which i want to build my future holding space for that okay so here very important is how i want to feel about something this is how i feel right now but how i want to to connect to your feeling how i want to feel and holding space for that and focusing on that now that is one piece of the puzzle until you bring that into action it will not work so whatever feeling that you want to create your next action and every action around that particular issue should be what you want to create all your decisions all your actions so once you have identified you've also identified where you want to go once you start taking actions you are bringing new um, you are reforming new circuitry in your brain this was the old circuitry this was the default of out of which you were always going this is the new circuitry that you are developing and our mind just it's a learning machine whatever data you will give it it's going to work with that and it's going to give you the results from that so true right so 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 anything that new you want to create more fulfilling beliefs right expansive beliefs and limiting and restricting beliefs so we have the power we can do that okay so holding space for that focusing on 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 what you want to create and then working towards that are some steps you know and again you can work with a coach to identify that and we have a few of those on the app <laughs> yes absolutely 
<laughs> so what, is, what are some resources or tools you can recommend to our listeners and viewers that can help, that can help them start their wellness journey, you know, um, for, their, for their mind, body, and soul? Yeah, so there are many tools, right? There are many podcasts. There are many books that people can read, and they're readily available these days. But I would definitely, you know, what you were alluding to before, uh, the Ingumu coaching community, I would give that as a wonderful resource to people who are looking for 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 some help because it's it's a place where there are so many coaches from all walks of life, and we have life and work and soul and wellness. You know, everything that somebody, um, you know, can be having a challenge with. And there's so many minds and so many different styles and so many people and so many coaches and a community that's created there. I think it's a wonderful resource and I will direct people to that. Well, thank you for that plug. <laughs> so what are your um, top three takeaways for uh, that you can leave our viewers and listeners with today? Um, I would say... Do not go for shortcuts with our short attention spans. You know, and these days we always want a quick fix. Quick fixes are not going to solve the problems. So go to the root cause. Um, and again, a coach can help you with that. Um, then once you have identified um, some of the root causes of your issues, take small but consistent steps. Some action towards betterment um, and I specifically say to people small steps because I, I will tell you do not set yourself for failure because this is a journey and it has to start with confidence so um, so get to the root cause do not um, set yourself for failure take small consistent steps and then the third is um, build community build community around you, people who support you for your for the changes that you want to make. Um, so whichever coach you are working with, you know, um, they will help you be, be your accountability partners to take, to take steps and then join their community. Um, because of course, you know, there are people, like-minded people who, who are working just like you and they have seen problems that are working with that coach. Um, join their communities um, and get the support. Um, those are the three things I will. I will that's that's, that's great advice, and nobody should ever be on their own while they work through something. Um, so, what's the, what's the one thing I should have asked you today that I didn't? Hmm. Well, you asked me a lot of good questions. Um, one thing that um, you didn't ask me uh, can be a good question is how coaching is evolving me on a regular basis. Um, a reason I, I say that is because um, people see a coach in their session, um, but around that session is coach's life as well. You know? And we all, um, just like you know, everybody is, is working on a challenge uh, and life is full of challenge and challenge is the way we grow. Coach is also working around challenges right? Their own challenges. It's their own life. And life happens to them. And life happens to them even five minutes before the session where the, where the client sees sure. the coach, right? Um, and what this profession requires of us is to detach ourselves completely 
and be fully present with the client. You know, mm -hmm. have this unconditional regard for for the client that you are working with. Mm -hmm. And and um, I think the more I do coaching, the more I feel like it's evolving me in that sense. The more I detach myself uh, and be fully available and present uh, and have that regard for my client, um, the more I am becoming resilient. Um, and it expands my soul. And it gives me great joy uh, when I do this service for people. That's beautiful. That's actually nice. It's one of my favorite questions. It's a string you bring us up, but when we interview coaches, it's always one of my favorite questions to ask why they really do what they do. And I not just about I'd like to help people, but what's in it for them? What are they getting out of it? And you get some amazing answers and stories through that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it, Nilofer. So before we jump into our 10 questions, a rapid fire 10 questions, I want to remind you that you're watching or listening to Ask a Coach with Ngomo. And my name is Al Wynant. And today I'm speaking with Dr. Nilofer Basaria. So are you ready for the 10 uh, questions, rapid fire questions? Let's go for it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> so what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I, I knew that I always wanted to be in service to people. So as a young child, I would see that in a doctor, a clinician. So I wanted to become a doctor. So what's the best advice you've ever received and why? Uh, the best advice, I have not received this, but I really like this advice. And this is, uh, it said, uh, you should... You should never be a problem in your own life. So not in the lives of others, but in your own life, you should never be the problem. You should always be the solution. What does your morning routine look like? My morning routine is my lifeline. It starts with meditation. And um, after that, it brings a lot of peace uh, for me. And then I go out for a walk because I connect with nature um, through that. Um, and again, that is also, that brings a lot of connection, peace and joy to me. If I don't go for a walk right away, um, I make sure that I do some form of exercise and my favorite form of exercise is dance. Uh, so my music and dance, it brings a lot of joy. Um, I am completely in my body. It brings me in my element and it's, you know, set a good start for my day. Um, so that's what I do every morning. Everyone should dance a little more. Um, so what's the one piece of advice you can share with our audience to uplift them? Um, well, our bodies have amazing power to heal. So if you are um, struggling with a challenge, a physical challenge, uh, a condition, know that there is hope. And we have a lot of power on our minds and how to run our minds and our emotions. So, um, so have hope. You know, we can change a lot of things. We have a lot of power. How would your parents describe what you do? They describe it as service because they are very, they, I have learned this concept by seeing them. 
So they're very familiar with this concept. They will say, for service to people. What's the most important lesson you've learned in the past decade of your life and how did you apply it? Um, the lesson I've learned is to slow down and live a little bit more consciously and mindfully. And everything does not need my reaction. Um, you know, when something hits my energy field, which disturbs it, I take a note of it. That's how I apply it. I take a note of it and I, uh, I let it pass through my energy field. Mm. And once my energy is back, that's when I decide how intuitively I have to respond. And it's, it's, it's a work every day. So the more conscious I am, the more mindful I am, the more I am ready to pause and not react. But I do fail sometimes too. So it's, you know, life is a journey. So you continue to work on that. I feel you on that one. <laughs> if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? It's, it's clear, a healthy body, a peaceful mind, a joyful heart, and a vibrant soul. You want to trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the one thing you do every day besides dancing that adds to your success? Hands down, meditation. Yeah. And this is an interesting one for you. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, one meal for the rest of my life. So nothing else, huh? Yo? Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to die sooner than later because of malnutrition. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll have a very healthy balanced salad with a lot of greens, some plant proteins, and a lot of good fats because it's part of my meal every day, and I'm pretty happy with it. So I'll keep that. That's good. So please finish this statement. Leadership is... For me, leadership is uh, influencing, inspiring, and empowering people to reach their full potential and to be their true self. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing today. I really appreciate it. So, Nilafer, tell us how people can get a hold of you should they want to reach out, work with you. What's the best way to do that? They can email me at info at drbasaria, B-A-S-A-R-I-A dot um, com. Um, they can also connect me on Facebook at uh, True Living by Dr. Basaria or Instagram uh, at Dr. Basaria. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today and for sharing. I really appreciate it. And um, we, are, we will see you again next week, Monday, 1 p.m. Mountain Time with our guest, Sophia um, and I'm drawing a total blank right now, Sophia Rose. I'm sorry, Sophia, for blanking out in your last name for just a second here. Uh, we'll have a great conversation about the soul as well. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening, for watching us live. We will see you again next week. And Nilofer, thank you again for being here today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Al. It was wonderful. Bye. Bye.